All right. Welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, November 28th, 2023. It's the final Tuesday of the month and a very important day on the calendar of made-up holidays. Taco Tuesday. No. Giving Tuesday, or National Day of Giving, established in 2012 by the United Nations to celebrate or create one day of the year dedicated to the generosity of the American people and the generosity of giving. You think that day would have been established long before 2012, but in the last decade or so since it became a thing, many organizations have joined the list of Giving Tuesday in hopes of you donating to your favorite charitable organization, helping give them one last big push into the holiday season and the end of the year. And of course, thanks to technology, you can now do that on your phone, your PC, your tablet, your laptop, wherever and whenever you want. And yes, it is also Taco Tuesday. So while you're out to lunch or dinner, eating tacos today, throw some money at your favorite cause or charity. Today is also National French Toast Day. Yesterday, I mentioned the big inflation report that's due out later this week, right? The Personal Consumption and Expenditures Index said to be one of the Fed's favorite gauges of inflation. Uh, of inflation. But economic data in the form of New home sales showed a 5.6% decline, a bigger decline than was anticipated as mortgage rates now approach 8%. And then people, you know the people I mean, say, oh, well, 6 7%, uh, that's what it was for decades. That's more normal. 3 4% was an anomaly. Well, maybe it was an anomaly, but it was also reality. That was what the rates were just a few years ago. Three, three and a half, four, even say four and a half percent. Now, double of that. Texas Senator Ted Cruz on Newsmax. The American people realize the record of the Biden administration is atrocious. It, it is a train wreck on, on every front. You, you know, classically, the question that voters ask every November, every four years is, are you better off than you were four years ago? And for virtually everyone in America, the answer is no. Unless you happen to be a big tech billionaire or a Mexican drug cartel lord, in both of those, the answer is yes, they ought to vote for Joe Biden. But for everyone else in America, the answer is no. And, 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 and that's, that fundamentally is the reason people are unhappy. They look at the economy, they look at inflation, they can't afford their bills, they look at crime, they look at the worst illegal immigration in our nation's history, they look at the world. They, they, they look at Joe Biden inherited peace and prosperity, and we now have two wars waging across the globe right now. It is a train wreck. Texas Senator Ted Cruz on the Chris Salcedo Show. The good news is 11 more hostages were released by Hamas yesterday, and the pause in the Israel-Hamas conflict in Gaza, one of the two wars going on, was extended for two more days. We get more from Greg Kelly. We are pleased, by the way, to see that the hostages are released, some of them, that little girl. But think about it for a moment. What does it say about the barbarians of Hamas, right, that they would take small children as hostages to begin with. It is totally inconceivable, but it's actually happening. And the idea that Americans, some Americans are rooting for the terrorists is disgusting. Then again, we are getting all kinds of mixed messages from Joe Biden, who refuses to take on anti-Semitism in any serious way. 
and seems, well, once again, trying to claim credit that doesn't belong to him. Let me back up. I'm, I cannot prove what I'm about to say. But I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. Well, he can't prove it because it's false. He had nothing to do with that. That was a Trump administration accomplishment, the Abraham Accords. However, they did invade Hamas, I believe, because of Joe Biden, because of his weakness, his weakness, a signal to the world that you can get away with stuff that you've always wanted to get away with. The invasion of Ukraine, yeah, this terrorist attack, the worst that we've seen against Jews since the Holocaust. Where have we seen, say, Hezbollah, Iran, Islamic fascists get carried away before? Jimmy Carter. 444 days, our hostages in captivity under Jimmy Carter. Now, the moment they were released was the moment that Ronald Reagan became president. You think that's a coincidence? Ronald Reagan becomes president and the hostages come home. I know all that stuff about the October surprise and the negotiate. Don't worry about that. They were afraid of Reagan and what he might do. They're not afraid of, well, Joe Biden, and they certainly weren't afraid of Jimmy Carter. Greg Kelly is the host of Greg Kelly Reports weeknights at 9 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. The 11 hostages released yesterday include a 12-year-old Israeli boy and a 16-year-old sister. Their father is still being held. The three of them were abducted in the October 7th attack on Israel. Their grandmother was killed in that attack. The deputy mayor of Jerusalem spoke with National Report. What have you heard? What can you share? So basically, I believe that Hamas, the last thing they want is for Israel to restart its offense, which we will if we have to. And so from what I understand, there's very busy negotiations at the moment to try and have an extra day of ceasefire in exchange for more hostages. And as long as Israel keeps getting back its innocent civilians, we will keep all these days of ceasefire. For us, it's very important. It's the most important thing to get back our innocence. Uh, and if we think about the more than 100 Palestinian prisoners who have been released, uh, if you're not familiar with who they are, just by reading the headlines about them, you might be misled. The BBC describing them as teen prisoners, kids, children, minors, the Associated Press calling them women and minors. And while it's true that they, they might be women and they might be teenagers, these are by no means kids. Um, they are men and women ages 15 to 19, many of them who are accused of terror-related charges, some of them stabbings, um, attempted murders, uh, assaults. I mean, these are serious crimes. They're not like the Israeli hostages who are innocent civilians, actual children, two, three years old, some 89, what should we know about these people, about these Palestinians, and why they were in jail to begin with? Well, absolutely. You're 100% right. It's a sickening parallel that they make between innocent babies and women that were taken from their beds, and essentially people who tried to kill Israelis but failed. So they are all attempted murderers. Um, there's a boy there. They, they, we're talking about teenagers, 15, 16 years old, who today are 20-something, who, who stabbed, one of them actually stabbed a boy on a bicycle. 
Uh, a woman tried to explode herself and kill soldiers at a checkpoint. In the end, she ended up burning her face and had the gall to ask Israel to give her plastic surgery. I mean, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about people stabbing a woman in front of her children. The only difference between them and convicted murderers is that they did not succeed in killing, but they were all attempted murderers. Floor Hassan Naom, the deputy mayor of Jerusalem, on Newsmax's national report. So those are the people, the Palestinians, Israel is releasing from its prison in exchange for its hostages, and the agreement called for a lot more of those bad people to be released from the Israel prisons than the innocent civilians to be released by the terrorists from their tunnels or cages or wherever they're holding them. And let's not forget, Hamas is a terrorist organization. That's what we're dealing with. And today there is talk of Hamas releasing 10 more hostages. Hopefully some Americans will be in that group as well. And maybe, maybe that will have happened by the time you're listening to the podcast. We can only pray for that. Meanwhile, attacks on U.S. troops in the region are increasing, including missiles that were fired at the USS Mason destroyer in Yemen as it responded to the attempted seizure of another oil tanker, which I discussed yesterday. This is from the record with Greta Van Susteren yesterday and retired Brigadier General and Deputy NATO Representative Blaine Holt. We've had uh, the reports of 73 attacks on U.S. troops in, Ar in Iraq and Syria since uh, mid-October. Mid Why do we still have troops in Iraq and Syria? Yeah, we should have evaluated that back during the summer about what their true mission is and why we strategically need to have them there. So if we're not going to have a military mission for them, um, if we don't have a strategy in place, if we don't give those commanders the ability to defend themselves, because all we've offered is pinprick uh, type responses and very, very little of them, then that means those men and women are in harm's way and they're in danger. I, I worry greatly that we're going to see a repeat of 1983 when 241 Marines lost their lives for very similar circumstances. And and we've got to take care of that right now. But yet we, we won't hold Iran responsible. We just keep piling money into them. Retired Brigadier General Blaine Holt, and by we, he means the Biden administration, who also isn't doing anything about the biggest and most threatening, most dangerous problem here at home in our country. Let's go back to last night's edition of Greg Kelly Reports with Carrie Lake. You covered Arizona for a long time. I've been doing this for a long time. It's always been a problem. But when was it most secure, Dennis? Um, I don't know. Um, you do know. I, I don't. It was most secure under President Trump. It was. That's a fact. Okay. Fewest people crossed. You didn't give him credit for that. Fewest people crossed. Fewest illegal crossings. We had the uh, lowest amount of apprehensions of, of drugs coming mm -hmm. across. Those are facts, and it was never covered because the media spent eight years doing character assassination of President Trump. He seems a little uh, uncomfortable and uh, a little <laughs> bit uh, discombobulated. You, on the other hand, not at all those things. Welcome back, Carrie Lake. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, it was good to be down at the border with the people who are affected by these terrible policies. We, we brought our mama bear club, our moms for Carrie down there. Because when we meet Greg, um, just like every other American talking about what's happening at the border, it's affecting our families. It's affecting our safety in our communities. We're sick of watching 
thousands, tens of thousands pour across every week. And, and we're sick, frankly, of Arizona being the fentanyl drop spot where all of this deadly poison is coming in and killing a young generation, including some of the women behind me who've lost loved ones to fentanyl poisoning. And we're just, you know, moms get stuff done. We do our to-do list. We get the kids packed up for school. We check their homework. We get a lot done. And we're wondering why the federal government isn't doing more. I think it's because they like this problem. I really do. Yeah, they want this problem. They want the voters. Uh, they want to portray them as voting one way. Maybe the globalists want the cheap labor. Greg Kelly with Arizona Senate candidate Carrie Lake, who has the last word. These border communities are struggling. They're running out of room. They're running out of resources. And Arizonans are just saying, what's it going to take to secure the border? What's it going to take to invest in our safety and my answer is vote these bums out of office. Vote Gallego out, vote Cinema out, and replace them with someone who actually cares. And, and definitely vote Joe Biden out. You know, <laughs> I, I, honestly, this is not a partisan issue. When fentanyl kills you, it doesn't ask your voting history before you're poisoned. And the cartels don't ask what your policy stances are before they send violence into your neighborhood. So uh, that's why I was really proud when the Democrat mayor, Jorge Maldonado, joined me at that press conference. He said, something's got to give. This cannot continue along. There's no more room at the inn, as they say. And we, we need to stop this nonsense at the border and start putting Arizona families first and American families first. That's Carrie Lake on Greg Kelly Report. She mentioned Democrat Mayor Jorge Maldonado joining her in calls to finish the wall and secure the border there in Arizona. If you've been paying attention, you know more and more Democrats like Maldonado, New York Governor Kathy Hochul, and others are coming out against Joe Biden and the administration on the border. We get more from Eric Bowling. We're at a boiling point. Prevention is no longer an option. That ship has sailed, so to speak. Containment and even extreme measures are the only way forward for survival. Okay, let's bring in Laura Trump, Trump 2020 senior advisor and host of the Right View podcast. Laura, good to have you. So the monologue was about all these European countries that thought it was such a great idea to take those Middle Eastern immigrants in until they started to riot and rape and do what they do. Obviously concerning for our southern border. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, this is all, all the more reason that people are now starting to wake up and even some people who never thought they would say it say Donald Trump was right. This is something that if you remember, Eric, the day he came down the escalator and announced in 2015 he was running for president of the United States, that was basically the pillar of, of his entire announcement speech that he was running for president it was about securing our southern border and making sure that we were protected as a country. And he caught a lot of heat for it. If you remember. And then, of course, we remember him putting up the wall and building the wall. And obviously, we do remember back not too long ago when under Donald Trump as president, we had one of the most secure borders America has ever seen. Obviously, we've gone 180 degrees the other way, but it is all the more reason, I think, that people are very concerned in this country, and rightly so. We have no idea who has come in through our southern border. We have no idea whether they wish us well, whether they wish us ill. All it takes is one person willing to do something that is really horrible to cause a major issue here in this country. Uh, and yeah, for all of those countries around, especially Europe, 
who said, let's just have a free flow of people. Let's bring everybody in. They have had major, major problems because of it. You are hard pressed to find any country that has not been negative, negatively affected by it. Uh, and so I think when we're, we're here in America, it's making people sit back and think back to a day whenever we did one time have a secure border. Laura Trump on the balance with Eric Bowling. President Biden and the First Lady are in Georgia today with several other former presidents and former First Ladies, including Melania Trump, for an invitation-only tribute service in honor of former First Lady Rosalind Carter, who died last week at the age of 96. A private funeral for Carter is scheduled for tomorrow morning. That'll be huge news throughout the day. The Bidens are also heading to Colorado later today for a campaign fundraiser tonight in Denver. Back in Washington, the push to expel New York Congressman George Santos will continue after two failed attempts. If that does happen, it would be only the sixth member. He would be only the sixth member ever to be expelled from the House and the only one out of the six without ties to the Confederacy or having been convicted in court. And in sports, I did want to mention this because I know there are a lot of people in the Carolinas, especially around Charlotte, that listen to the podcast. If you don't know, I spent all of 2023 living and working in Charlotte at a monster news talk station there. I was there when the Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper, who's already embroiled in controversy with the community, made the controversial decision to hire Frank Reich, who now becomes the first NFL coach in history to be fired in back-to-back seasons. He was fired last year by the Indianapolis Colts and then picked up by Carolina. A lot of people, including myself, really weren't that crazy about the hiring and thought that the Panthers should have given the then interim coach Steve Wilkes the job. That's what I was hoping for. That's what other folks were hoping for. Steve Wilkes, a native charlatan, should have gotten that gig. He is now the defensive coordinator in San Francisco and may be going to the Super Bowl. So, But Frank Reich was there for 11 months, won one game, and now will get paid millions of dollars for being fired before the end of his contract. As I said a few weeks back with Texas A&M firing Jimbo, it's absolutely ridiculous. Frank Reich is not going to get the insane amount of money that Jimbo Fisher got, but still, we suck, you're not doing a good job, you're fired. But here's millions of dollars for stopping by. If Chris Ruddy were to fire me, for talking about sports, maybe I'd get a week or two pay, right? That would be it. <laughs> Enough already with the massive payouts. I mean, you, you, you're not doing the job. And just to go full circle with politics, last week in the beautiful city of Charleston, South Carolina, where Donald Trump was over the weekend, not necessarily Charleston, but in South Carolina, but specifically Charleston elected its first Republican mayor last week since the 1800s, former state representative William Cogswell. Be sure to keep up with all the news on Newsmax. It is available on most major cable providers, including AT&T, Comcast, Spectrum, Fios, Xfinity, Verizon, and many, many others. You can also keep up with breaking news at Newsmax.com. And be sure to sign up for the new Newsmax Plus. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com. It includes all your favorite Newsmax shows. Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Greta, Greg Kelly, Chris Salcedo, Carl Higby. Fantastic analysis from people like Mike Huckabee, Carrie Lake, Alan Dershowitz, and others again. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Every single day, 
people that I know personally are calling me or texting me about it. You can always reach out on the X radio underscore Marino on Twitter or the platform formerly known as Twitter. Now X I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for listening to the Newsmax daily. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday donate to a good cause and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.